0: You're listening to a podcast from Rocky Mountain Christian Ministries. For more information about our church, please visit us at rmcmchurch.org. We're going to talk oh. Yeah, I only have a few minutes. That's okay. I can, I kind of thought that's no. This has been a great service and I kind of felt like we're just going to touch on this today. We've been in this series for, I think this is the fifth week. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about this issue of expectation, especially faith and expectation several weeks ago now, must be a couple of months ago or more when we were praying in here on Wednesday morning. I just want to read some of these uh, statements that we've kind of been working from. We were in here on a Wednesday morning, the Lord just began to speak into my heart. And uh, I just want to read a couple of these just to kind of bring us back on track here. The he, One of the things he said was he wanted us to be content but never satisfied to the point where we're no longer hungry. We no longer hunger for more. And we talked about that. We talked about how we can be content spiritually and yet hungry and hungrier and hungrier for God. And then He said, never be satisfied with the status quo or the generally accepted level of what is possible or what the Lord is willing to do for you, in you, and through you. Because absolutely nothing is impossible with God. But anytime you set out to do something great for God, somebody's going to tell you it's impossible. And there were a number of other statements, but we've kind of, from that, felt like what the Lord was saying was he wanted us personally, this church, to come to a place of greater faith and expectation, to expect more from God and expect more in our prayers. And and again, we've made the point, not talking about an entitled attitude. We're, we're not talking about um, being dissatisfied with what has already taken place. In fact, I think that's a super important thing is that we never discount the day of small beginnings and that we never discount what God has done to this point in our life because we haven't seen everything that we want to see yet. We need to actually build upon the victories and the, the progress that we have seen in whatever area. So we're not talking about having a, an, an ugly attitude in expectation. We're talking about the fact that if we believe that God is true to his word, we should have big expectations because he's got, we've got big promises. Okay? We serve a big God. So when we pray and when the Lord puts something on our heart, no matter how difficult the situation may be, whether it's praying for somebody that to right now in our lives, that person, their life, their history, whatever, it looks absolutely hopeless that they would ever come to the Lord. We should expect. That the Lord, because, because God's faithful, because God loves them more than we do, because Jesus died for them, we should expect to see that person's life turned around. It's not about us. It's not about us somehow, you know, uh, having the right amount of influence in their life or so. It's the Lord, Jesus, died for every single person. You know, he loves every single person. He wants no one to perish, but everybody to come to a saving knowledge of him. So so whatever the case may be, we've just been working with these ideas that the Lord is calling us to a place of increase, both in faith and expectation. I, and I think the reason for that, I, I just have felt so much like for, for some time now, for the last six, eight months or more, I, I just feel like we're on the verge of some kind of transition. And I don't like to, I don't throw that kind of stuff out very often. I I really believe in a steady walk with the Lord, an increasing walk with the Lord, but a steady walk with the Lord. But God is up to something in this church and in this town, and uh, he's preparing us for some things. And I don't know what they are. But I feel like right now we're at this place where he's wanting to draw us up in the area of, of expectation so you know expecting God to keep his word and do what he said is not presumptuous it's just a part of respect and honor you know if we love somebody we honor them we know they tell the truth then we expect what they say to to happen okay so um, again we're not going to get very far with this this morning but we've been talking about um, how we if we're going to grow in expectation. All right, we made a statement I think it was last week that our faith and our expectation are absolutely tied into our understanding of God's nature, of who he is. You know, and you think about that with anybody that you know, your what you expect from them is tied into your knowledge of them, who they are. What 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 they what is their passion? What are their skills? What, you know, what are they bringing to the table? I mean, in a human level. And so our expectations come into line with that. The same is true with God, for, for better or for worse. There are people out there expecting things from God that God will not do. There are people, I I knew a woman that used to pray, her husband had an alcohol problem, and she would pray, God, make him sicker than a dog every time he takes a sip of alcohol so that he'll quit drinking. Well, God's not in the business of making people sick. And so I always had a problem with that prayer. And there... There, we've known a lot of different cases like that. People are expecting, and sometimes it's out of brokenness. Sometimes it's because they feel so unworthy of the Lord's blessing and favor on their life that they're expecting the worst. I mean, we all, we all probably know people like that, that have that view of God. So they have a wrong understanding of who God is and what his nature is. And so their expectations are wrong. And in the same way, on the other side, As we gain an understanding of who God is, what he's done in Christ, what he's like, what he's always been like, but we see it in in the Lord Jesus Christ and in his word. As we gain that understanding, our expectations change. And again, I mean that in the most positive way. Our joyful, the Bible uses the word hope and it means joyful anticipation of good. It's a joyful expectancy. It's not presumptuous. it's not entitled. it's not snotty, it's not any of those things. It is a joyful anticipation of a good God doing good things, a big God doing big things. you know, a, a, a personal God doing personal things. And, and so you know, we need to gain this understanding. Of God's nature. I don't think there's really much of anything more important. And, and our, our walk with God, I mean, it, this is not a class. This is not a, you know, pass the test kind of learning who he is. It's interaction. It's relationship. It's It's seeing him in his word and then seeing and experiencing what he does in us and what he does in others and what he does Uh, As we go through life, it's, it's experiential, it's personal, it's relational, and it's growing in that through our whole life, we get this better and better and better, really heart understanding of who God is and what he does and what he loves to do and what he's willing to do and what he's more than happy to do. And as that grows, our expectations toward him, I think, get more accurate, might be a good way to say it. So I think we'll just go through this first little part of this this morning because I don't even think we have time to get into the first verse uh, that I have this morning. Again, that's that's great. This is uh, we we've got next week, you know, unless Jesus comes in, nobody's going to care that I'm not up here teaching again. So, um, so these are some ways. I mean, how do we know? And and again, I've known people who said, well, you really can't know who God is. You really can't know him. Well, that's not what the Bible says. I mean, the Bible portrays a God that made covenants with people, one after another, that sent his son specifically, so that we would have someone who is the, the Bible says he's the exact representation of the Father, and we would have him to know and to look at, and Through his word, and that's the first place we turn to know God's nature is in the word. We look at the Bible. He has revealed himself and defined himself throughout time with names. He has said, I am the Lord God who heals you. I am the Lord God, your shepherd. I am the Lord God, your shield. I am the Lord God, your provider. I mean, there's just a series of names and titles that tell us who God is in the scripture. And, and I want us to look at those, not today, obviously. Uh, but I want us to look at those. And for many of you, that's, you've known that for years, but it's so good to refresh yourself in that God has said, this is who I am. Not just what I do, not just what I do, this is who I am. And the thing to remember about God is, he does, what he does is, a, is an outflow of who he is. Always. It's because he can't lie. He's truth. He's perfect truth. He's not, you know, we all have good and bad days. And sometimes on our bad days, we have to go back and apologize for our behavior to the Lord and to other people. God doesn't have those days. God doesn't have those moments. God doesn't doesn't have emotional outbursts. You know, he he has emotions, but he doesn't have emotional outbursts. He is truth. He is consistent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. And what is, again, I think Karen said it this morning, what he's done for one, he's the same, and he's no respecter of persons, he'll do it for another. And that's why our testimonies are all so important to share with one another. It gives us a picture of who he is. But there's nothing more important, you know, Paul said, my determined purpose is to know him not to not to build all the churches, not to write two-thirds in the New Testament. All that stuff grew out of Paul knowing him. So there's nothing more important in our life than fellowship with God, devotion to God, knowing who he is. But so just these three, I mean, there are other things, but just these three ways we we learn who God is, we get to know who God is through his word. All right. And again, especially looking at what God has said about himself. Because there's tons of information out there about God and about who he is. There, there, there's a lot of religious information about who God is. Some of it's right, some of it's wrong. Some of it's just religion. And it's, and it's not accurate. It's not what God has said about himself and not what we see in Jesus. All right, And, and then there are, these days, there are lots of people out there who don't know God, don't necessarily even acknowledge God, but they love to tell you what God is like and what the Bible says and how you should be as a Christian. They know all that. And they're very happy, particularly on social media, to share with you what they think God is like. And for us to take those views and those opinions over what God has said about himself is honestly kind of nuts. It's, it's, it's less than what we have available, okay? So we want to look at his word, and in his word, we want to look for those places. We can't just breeze through his word. We can't make it just, you know, if you do, if you do devotionals every day or whatever, that's great, that's fine. If that speaks to you, it's fine. But you need to have an in-depth, you don't have to be a scholar, but you need to have a heartfelt, in-depth relationship with God in his word. You need to let him speak to you through his word. And so it means not just reading the surface of the word. But taking some time with it. Meditating on it. Spending time with it. Praying over it. Asking the Lord to show you what's in his word. Because it's in there. But you know sometimes we have to kind of identify some things. The second one I have up there is that we we see his ways. It's One of the ways we know His nature. His ways. And that speaks of you know habitual patterns that we see of the way God acts, what he does, how he responds. And, and, and Jesus, obviously, is the clearest picture of that. We see how he responds to situations. Well, then we need to stop and think, how would I have responded in that situation? And, and, and ask, Lord, show me, show me, Lord, how, what was your motivation? How were you, you know, we want to see why God does what he does and we want to see those patterns of what he does we want to know his ways because they teach us who he is right you getting this and then and then obviously the the biggest picture that we have and have been given is Jesus you know Jesus and and we'll look at this verse I've got like two minutes left here we'll look at this verse and uh but I'll just try really hard not to teach on it. This is one of those verses that there's so much in here. Um, but this is just one place. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says this about Jesus. The sun is the radiance and the only expression. This is the, the new Amplified Bible, not the real Amplified Bible. It came out in 1987, but the, you know, the new one. Now, this is awesome. The the sun is the radiance and the only expression of the glory of our awesome God, and we've we've studied that word glory in the past. It means the very essence of a thing. It, glory is is what makes that thing what it is. It's it's for for something in the natural, for uh, anything that's created, including us. There is a glory that God has put in it, and it is it is an ability or a skill. It is an ability on the inside of us, a passion on the inside of us that reflects a part of who God is. And, it, and it's true of all of creation. The, the Bible talks about the glory of creation. The beauty in nature is the glory of God coming out. You know, right now it's the middle of July. The flowers are astounding up the valley because thank God we've had some rain. And you know, those flowers. God, I, it always blows me away. The vast majority of those flowers, none of us ever see. We never see them. And yet God didn't just put them where we'd see them. He covered the earth with them. That says some things about God. The the You know, I always use the example of when we, for us, when we watch, I watch a horse running. There is a beauty to that. This animal's desire and ability and, uh, and the joy that you can see in them sometimes, that's their glory. That is an aspect of what God created them to do, and they're doing it, and it's revealing. There's a beauty that touches our hearts in all these things. That's an aspect of God's glory. Well, Jesus is the absolute outraying radiance of God's essence, his glory, the, the 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 essence of his nature is expressed in Jesus Christ. It's who he is as the Son, it's who he was before he took on a body, as the word of God. He was that expression of the glory of God, of the of the divine nature of God. It says he is the light being, the brilliant light of the divine, the exact representation and perfect imprint of his father's essence. And up, he is upholding and maintaining and propelling all things, the entire physical and spiritual universe by his powerful word. He's carrying the universe along to its predetermined goal, that is an incredible statement. And we'll, we'll take some time and look at it, but not this morning. And when he himself and no other had by offering himself on the cross as a sacrifice for sin, he accomplished purifications from sins. He established our freedom from guilt. And he sat down revealing his completed work at the right hand of the majesty on high. He is the exact representation of the Father. And I know that most of us, we've heard this over and over. We just need to bear it in mind. And we need to, if we have the passion in our heart to know the nature of God, go to his word, but go to it with the intention of knowing God, not just learning the Bible. Go and and in the word, look at his ways. Look at how he does things. Look at how he, he differs quite a bit from us. <laughs> His thoughts are very different from most of our thoughts. And look at the sun. And look at him. Take some time. Look at him. Hold on. Get that. Get that down on the inside of you. And go and because for our expectations of God to be accurate. We have to have an accurate understanding of his nature. So we'll come back and dig into this uh, some more. We're going to end right there today. You you can come up and talk to me after, okay? Jared, okay. Um, No, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I just, I don't want to break the moment. Yeah, let's just stand up and pray. Let's just stand up and pray. God's done a lot of things in here this morning and I think we just carry these out. We're doing good this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, we want to take want to take hold of and then carry all the things you've done in here. I, I know there are a bunch of things you've spoken to people individually during our time of worship. Uh, you gave Karen an awesome word from you, Lord, uh, for people who are struggling this morning. And, and Father, we, we just come into agreement on that, that some people have been set free from some burdens in this place this morning, Lord God, and they go out with greater hope. Father, we thank you for the encouragement that you gave us from Cisco and and their whole uh, work in Oaxaca. And then, Father, just your word as we've been together this morning. Father, your word, we receive it. We receive the life in it. We receive it as good seed into our hearts to produce fruit. And Lord, for all of us, we want to know you better. And we know it's a lifelong deal. But, Father, we want to know you personally. We want to know you better And so that's our prayer this morning as we go out, Lord, we want to be people that carry your presence and carry your life into our community. Lord, you have declared that your church, we are your people, that we are lights in dark places, that we are the salt of the earth. Lord, we go out with purpose today and we know that you create opportunities ahead of us this week. Help us, Holy Spirit, not to miss them. Help us to see the opportunities and to step into those opportunities And to go beyond our comfort zone. And we thank you for that this morning, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the honor for all that you've done here. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So remember, that these guys have got a good idea. The way way you're getting all those people to come forward, it looked like, is you're taking the unbelievers and shooting them down that zip line upside down. (laughs) So So that's awesome. we got to figure that out. That was good. All right. Let's, uh, we're going to be dismissed. We're going we're to say we still do this. On the count of three, Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. There are some great snacks out there. So everybody hang out, get to know people, fellowship, talk to these guys, and uh, then go out and be the church. Okay, one, two, three. Jesus is Lord over the Gunnison Basin and the world. Amen.